Welcome to the Mentors Care Podcast. I'm Summer Backstrom, along with my co-host, Mentors Care founder, Dina Petty, and we love to talk to each other and to the amazing people that make up the Mentors Care family. What is Mentors Care? It's a nonprofit organization that matches adult mentors with students considered at risk of not graduating. The vision of Mentors Care is simple. One volunteer gives one hour, one time a week to mentor one student. It's a proven formula with incredible and life-changing results. The conversations you'll hear are designed to educate and inspire others to join the Mentors Care movement. Now, enough of this standard open, Let's get to the good stuff on this episode of the Mentors Care Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. We're so glad you're listening. This is Summer and our very own Dina Petty in the studio today. And Dina, how are things going in your world? Hey, Summer. It's going great. Good to see you again. Of course. It's always good to see you. It's so much fun to podcast. It's so great to get to meet people in the community this way. And um, I know that today we love it when we get to bring a mentor into the show because we get to hear so much about their experiences. And I think it just really helps uh, listeners to understand, you know, in a broader way what we do. Today's mentor is a special mentor because she is a director of client services at Mana House, a wonderful organization serving Ellis County. Sometimes our students are in crisis at home and their families are in need of immediate assistance, finding food, shelter, and utilities, all of which end up outside of our scope of focus, which is strictly mentoring. So we often refer our students in the Mentors Care Program to the loving people at Mana House to meet those needs. And so we're, we're more than grateful for their partnership. And today's guest has worked for Mana House for 13 years. She's mentored for Mentors Care for seven She's lived in Midlothian since 1998, has been married to her husband for 28 years, and they have three children. She says her passion is simply to love all, help the hopeless, be God's hands and feet, and decide if she wants to either clap or sing because she cannot do it both at the same time. I love that. (laughs) That's great. I love that last line there, Norma. Welcome to the show. I can't tell you how many wonderful things I've heard about you. And uh, for me, it's just such a great honor to finally meet you here in person. Thank you, Summer and Dina. It's good to be here. Well, I am so fascinated with Mana House and how it got started. It's such a great little story of how it started years ago. Can you share with everybody about Mana House and how it got going? Sure, I can. I do know that back in 1992, when we only had one junior high, and it was called Midlothian Middle School, um, there was a problem solver, an enrichment class at problem solvers, and their assignment for the year was to um, solve a problem within our community. So this class got together and they said, you know what, we want to make sure that our that our, our neighbors are fed and their shoes on their feet. So the idea just uh, grasped a hold of all the important and vital people in Midlothian, and they all banded together with the, with the, um, the class. And the churches and pastors of our ministerial alliance came together and they just went for it. And so 28 years later, we have a resale shop from the donations that our community has brought in called Heaven's Attic. And then we have a food pantry that we basically have open five days a week to be able to f- provide food for those that are food insecure. So 
what is a day in the life of a Norma <laughs> as director? Oh I can only imagine. Every time I see you, you're buzzing around. So tell, tell us what you're doing. What are you doing? And now we're in two different locations. So, we are. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, okay. So a day in the life of Norma director client services is basically mm-hmm. just getting here before um, our volunteers get here before our staff gets here. And just um, actually we, we, I try to get some quiet time with the Lord. I really do. And just um, open up in prayer every day with our own ministry here. And um, then we open the doors and just the phones are ringing off the hook. It's people wanting to, you know, to support us, sponsors or donors, as well as people, those that are in need. Um, And my job is as the director of client services is actually to meet one-on-one with every person who walks in our door, whether they're donors or clientele. And we just sit and we get to know, especially the clientele, we get to know them and know their situation, their crisis. And then we just, um, we let God direct us into how we're going to, to work their situation out to the best of their, of our ability. Um, and so we team up with other uh, nonprofits that actually help us be the resources as well for their needs. So the, the compassion that you have just is outpouring it. I mean, you can just see it when you, when somebody meets you and what, and watch you work with people that you don't know, but you're just so quickly just getting involved and do what you need to do. So how did, how were you encouraged to be involved? How did you get involved in this? Oh, this is crazy, crazy story. So um, I had a late pregnancy. I was 36 when I, we received a blessing uh, and uh, we had been praying for him for years. And so um, I took too much time off from my previous job. And had I returned back to work, I would have owed them an entire month of salary just because I've taken too much personal time. Um, And so anyway, my I went to church with uh, this lady and one of our board of directors and they're like, you know, if you're bilingual, you'd be a perfect fit. And I'm just like, listen, and this was my attitude and I have have repented and I have, (laughs) I have forgiven that person who I was, but I was just like, I don't want to be around poor people all day long. Oh, wow. Yes. I can't handle this. I'm not going to do it but I need a paycheck. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to apply for the job interview. And my goodness, if they didn't call me that afternoon and say, Hey, we want you to come work for us. You're a perfect fit. And I'm like, great, great. And so my son was two months old. My husband was temporarily laid off and he stayed home with our newborn. And I was so upset, so jealous, but I went ahead and went to work because we needed a paycheck. And I don't get me wrong. I was, I'm still a believer, but I'm like, Lord, why do you have me in this? Oh, why am I here? What is my job? Two weeks into the job, um, I walk in nine o'clock by myself, setting the office up, getting ready to meet the day's needs. In walks a lady and her teenage daughter. And they sit across the desk from me and I'm going down the list, asking all the questions. What, what's the crisis? What's going on? What's happening? And she said, well, my daughter here, who's 15, she said, um, she just had a baby. And she said, we've been dealing with this teenage pregnancy this whole time. And now that the baby's here, we need some help with some, um, well, the baby was born. We need some help with some groceries and pay a utility bill. I'm like, okay, great. We can do that. And of course, judgmental me, this old person uh, was thinking, wow, lady, get a hold of your kid. What in the world? And then I said, but I understand that. But what is a crisis that has got, brought you in? She said, unfortunately, my grandbaby passed. 
And, and she said, we had to pay for a funeral. And she said, I, we just, all we need is food. Mm. At that moment, I looked up and I saw myself and I saw my daughter mm-hmm. in those two. And immediately my heart just melted and God just worked in me. And he said, this is why I have you here. This is why. So at that very moment, I knew I have a mission. I have a mission every single day. It's to love the ones who feel they don't deserve the love. It's to be the voice for the ones who are voiceless, are hopeless. And I loved your honesty in talking about how in the beginning, there was a moment of like, I don't want to do this. This is exactly. not this is not for me. I think we all have experienced that. Like we want to run away. We want to believe that there's gumdrops falling from the sky and oh, <laughs> rainbows everywhere. Yes. Everything is wonderful. Yes. Please do not mess up my perfect world. Right. I get that. But man, thank you for saying yes. And, and honestly, you can just see that that has sustained you because you don't seem to get tired. Like you really, you, it's almost like you look forward to the next family coming in, don't you? When you see them, and you, the opportunity you have, don't you see it as an opportunity to be able to step in and help? Oh, and, and you know what? I'm not the answer. I don't have the answers. Um, what we do here doesn't necessarily fix their problems, but it gives them again, that little bit of hope that they lost before they walked in the door, just a little bit of hope and just, um, faith in the unseen because I'm be, I'm able to to help execute that. So, yeah. Well, and our theme it. of this whole podcast is action, hope, and a future. Because of an action taken, you're giving someone hope and therefore creating a future. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, all of us, everybody needs to find their thing, whether it's being a mentor or doing whatever, uh volunteering at a food pantry like Mana House, which is impacting so many lives. How many families do y'all serve in a week? Do you know? Um, it's really different. It varies. We have our seasons. Um, but I will say this. We served in 2019. We passed out and shared over uh, 1 million pounds of food. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yeah. Over 1 million, yes. And this is for um, any families who are involved in the mentors or the anchor home or any of the other uh, nonprofits that need it, as well as our our residents of Midlothian. On a monthly basis, we serve over 180 senior citizens. Now, they're on our senior citizen uh, program, which that means they're able to come in once a month and they come and we are able to provide food to where they don't have to take any of their fixed income to to put it in, a, you know, pay toward food. What a so blessing. we provide that. Yes, ma'am. And in order, though, for those senior citizens to qualify for our program, um, just say, for example, a household of one, uh, their maximum income cannot, ex- well, it cannot exceed 1800 a month. But I will say this, 85% of the 180 seniors make half of that. No. Yes, ma'am. And they are in our community. They are our neighbors. It is just heartbreaking. It's every community, you know, and that's what really has been a, a challenge for me in all of the school districts we serve. Some, you know, would be considered impoverished and some would be considered affluent and then everything in between. And the ones that are considered to be affluent, people feel like we don't have any issues. Why do we have a mentoring program? It's in every community, just like hunger is in every it community, is. isn't it? Yes. 
Yes, I agree. I agree. And it's, and it's, it's indescribable when you see some from prominent neighborhoods in that come in, but I know that the truth is we're all one situation away from needing help. One situation. Across the country. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. You know, that is really powerful that you, you know, I think that that is just so key and so crucial for our listeners. It's crucial for me to hear, you know, that's just a really wise and spot on um, point that you made. And, and, you know, just speaking to the seniors, I can, you know, my husband has a, um, a business where, you know, he has several employees and it just breaks my heart to see the elderly, they're, you know, coming in to do part-time work because they're on such a fixed income that it does, it's not enough to pay for housing and their utilities and their automobile and food and things like that. They literally are still working and they should be retired and enjoying their lives. So it's so wonderful you have that program for the seniors. We really need to take care of them. I agree. We're aging. Um, the aging is we're, we're living longer, should I say. And um, it's another sad part of this is just knowing that um, a lot of them are abandoned. We are the only the only means of um, relationship that they have. So it's just um, <laughs> it's really heartbreaking to know that the one gift we deliver at Christmas may be the only gift they get. So with that being said, we have uh, we have hired a senior advocate. Her job is to visit all 180 and any new ones that come in. And she goes into their territory, into their environment, and she makes sure that it, they don't need more than just food. We are making sure that their house is safe. It's handicap accessible if they qualify. And um, we just we just make sure that they are protected all the way around, not just with food. And I love that about Mana House, that y'all are always trying to research the needs of the community that you serve. And then y'all work hard to figure out a solution. And what can we do? We try. (laughs) Y'all do. I've watched it. Well, um, and people don't realize how much you've helped us. And I love the fact that um, nonprofits work together. We're not in competition. Um, That's right. People need to know that. In fact, whenever we're doing fundraisers, we're working together. You know, I know that this nonprofit really needs assistance and we'll, you know, money when people say where can we give or what can we do Mm -hmm. um but you guys have always been so great when I call y'all answer that phone y'all are so (laughs) nice and then get busy to help us solve a problem because our kids we find out that they're homeless or their families are hungry and y'all have been so great that even if they're not in your own community that you serve of Midlothian y'all been really great to step up and help us in other communities and I thank you so much for that Oh, you are so welcome. I think Manor House has provided um, just emergency supply of food for approximately 30 people affiliated with students and their families with Mentors Care. So I didn't realize that was that that last month. Mm. Last month. Wow. But, you know, again, same vision, same mission. We're in it together. Mm -hmm. So the COVID-19 pandemic. How has that affected Mana House? Um, we are seeing people who unfortunately have lost their jobs who, like I said, never thought they'd be that one situation away. Um, they're coming in asking for assistance with their utilities. They just want to keep the water running uh, in, in this uh, uncertain time. And they're needing food now because they, you know, the food stamps haven't come in. Unemployment hasn't been processed yet. So 
it's just increased dramatically, but it's not our normal clientele. We understand completely what they're going through. It's out of their control, but let's let us help. So I have seen a lot of people like you're talking about that had it all together or seemed to have it all together, seemed like everything is going well. They had jobs, they had security, and then bam, one thing happens. Either there's a sickness in the family that wipes them out, if someone passes away all of a sudden. Um, We had a mother of a student in our program. Everything was fine, married, doing great. Her husband passed. Right after he passed, she had an amputation of her leg. And then, I know, it was just one thing after another. And that's the domino effect that people don't realize. We need to have compassion on one another instead of judgment of one another until you understand where they're coming from. And there's been many stories over the history of our United States where people are walking the streets, they're homeless, and you find out they have degrees. They just, one thing after another happened, and things started spiraling, and I think that's the word spiraling, out of control. That's correct. That's exactly what we've been seeing. Exactly. Unfortunately, those those type of people don't know how to handle this because they were never in that position to handle this. That's a really so good we point. Just, yeah. We just got them along and just, you know what, it, it's going to be okay. But let's go back to the basics. Let's just worry about survival and let's make sure you have that running water and that food in your fridge. And we're going to do what we can when we can. And we're going to galvanize as many people as we can to step up and help one another. That's truly what community is all about. And you know what? We're in the, in my opinion, (laughs) the best community for this to be walking this season out. I'm telling you, the community of Midlothian has done nothing less than impress the socks off of us. We donations dropping left and right with with sweet children doing their pastime and getting out and collecting canned goods in their neighborhood or just having a lemonade stand or or just something that will bring in some type of donation to Manor House, whether it's monetary or a a physical donation of food. And it is just amazing. This young boy, his name is Asa. He came by this week and he donated a show pig that I don't, I don't know how he placed it, but it was one of the show pigs and he had it slaughtered and he just donated all the meat to Mana House for that. He's the sweetest thing. And I'm just like, how awesome of you to think of others during this time when it was your time to shine, your time to, to, you know, um, show off your trophy, but instead he donated it. And we are just, we're beyond blessed. So I, I think that's a really strong point in that that parent probably taught that child how to give at an early age. How important I is agree. that, Norma? <laughs> Very important. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I agree. So not only are you a resource for me and all of our coordinators and all of our staff from Mentors Care that we can call and we can say, okay, we hit a brick wall. We don't know what to do next. We need help. And you guys have always been so great. Then you became involved as a mentor. What has it been like for you to be a mentor with Mentors Care? It's been so rewarding. It's rewarding to see that when you start out with like a freshman and um, your goal is to just, uh, first of all, keep them alive. (laughs) And secondly, (laughs) it's just to get them out of high school successfully and and set set 
in pace, you know, a goal for after high school. Um, I was a little disappointed because my first mentee, um, it took her, she, um, after what should have been her senior year, she had to go to um, LEAP and finish there, but we continued meeting and she did graduate. What took her so long, four years to do, she was done within a semester. That's and I'm amazing. Like, I love this motivation. So um, I love that part about it. Um, I love seeing it's kind of like vacuuming. You see a transformation. So then it was from freshman year to senior year. And I saw the smooth lines and I just saw the new beginning. And it's just rewarding just to know that I had just an inkling of that just, just by making her feel worthy and valued and important in my life. Uh, and it has changed me, dra- drastically changed me just because I, you know, these are the students who need just a little bit of hope and encouragement. And I look forward to every, every, I think it was Tuesday, my Tuesdays that I would go and meet my newest one. And I'm really missing her right now, the face-to-face contacts. And so anyway, I did take a year off. I did take last year off and I'm like, I'm done because I went through three mentees the year before. And I'm like, what am I doing? That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I said no more because I know this is where I'm meant to be. And I, and I thrive from that as well, just because you know what, I, it's just not me mentoring them. They're also mentoring me. And, and I get a benefit from it as well. So it has blessed me. So I think um, when your day is done on earth, when God says, okay, Norma, it's time to come home, you're going to be able to look over a sea of people that you have impacted so greatly. Thank you so much for all that you do and have done. You're such a treasure. Love you to death. You're just such a great friend. So thank, thank you. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Norma. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I hope that we can have you back again um, in the future and talk about some new innovative things that you guys are doing. Um, sounds, seems like you guys are always on top of it. You got your ear to the ground. You get your, your finger on the pulse of the community. And I know that the, the community is wild about Mana House. It just You never hear anything but wonderful things. So, Thank well, you, Summer. You're welcome. Thank you, Norma. And thanks for all that you do for Mentors Care and this community. You're so welcome. Thank you. Okay, folks, you've been listening to the Mentors Care podcast with Dina Petty. That was Norma Belcher, Client Services Director at Mana House. To learn more about Mana House, visit www.manahouseoutreach.org. And we're truly glad you joined us today. We hope you subscribe to the Mentors Care podcast with Dina Petty. To learn more about our high school mentoring program, please visit mentors.care and we'll see you next time.